We're so excited to bring this episode to you from the Writing Heights Writers Conference 2023. We've stolen away some of our excellent presenters from classes, intensives, and maybe even the restaurant. We're looking forward to sharing their knowledge with you. Hello, and welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Hi, everyone. We're going to get started with this here live podcast. Uh, (laughs) We're all probably going to be a little nutsy, so please forgive us. (laughs) Um, Or enjoy the chaos. Yes. Both. Laughing is okay, as long as you're laughing with us. I mean... If you're laughing at us, we probably won't know. So, there's that. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome to the Writing Forge, everybody, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's Let's get get into into it. it. So today, we're going to be talking about writing community with our guests, Amy Rivers and Carrie Flanagan. Um, we're going to start, we're going to let them introduce themselves a little bit, although, should we introduce ourselves too, just because... Should we introduce yeah, ourselves? Yeah, we should introduce... We don't usually introduce ourselves, because on the podcast, people can listen to the first one where we introduce ourselves, but... We'll we tell all of you a little bit yeah. about our writing journeys and how yes. we came to be here today. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I started writing in elementary school, as many of us did. I uh, was very terrible at it, and... Um, joined a writing group in high school that was very well-meaning, a little discouraging though, Mm. and then got back into writing uh, during NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month for people who are not in the know. Uh, And there I met Bonnie, and, or reconnected with Bonnie as we were discussing earlier. Yes, technically Uh, we have a mutual friend and we were at the same birthday party in high school, but... I didn't remember until she told me that. It, it doesn't count. <laughs> so NaNoWriMo is where it counts. That's our anniversary date. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then um, through Bonnie, I joined Northern Colorado Writers, which is now Writing Heights. Um, yeah, and here I am today. Yeah. Uh, I'm Bonnie. I also started writing in elementary school. It was also bad. I specifically remember... Um, uh, submitting a story to the Reading Rainbow. They had a contest, and I was like, I'm good at writing. I'm going to submit a story. And shockingly, they did not choose me. And from that moment on, I was like, well, I guess I'm a failure as a writer. Um, <laughs> and uh, I still wrote some. I was in high school writing groups, but I think I've always sort of had that hanging over me. Um, but so I became an editor instead, because I was like, what do I really want out of being a writer? Well, I want to be friends with writers because they're cool people. And I want to make words better. I can do that as an editor. I don't have to come up with the words myself. It's perfect. So that's, that's what I do um, when I'm not podcasting. So um, now we'll let Amy take it All away. Right. I'm Amy. Um, my writing career also started in elementary school, but unlike the rest of you guys, I was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote my first romance novel when I was like 
eight. Nice. It was called Cindy Never Thought. It's still in an actual box in my house. And it had things like a multicolored wedding dress and a very nefarious sister-in-law who wanted to try and break them up. So, I mean, I was way ahead of my time, is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Uh, I'm I waiting took over. for the special limited edition of that. Oh my gosh, my family loves to pull that thing out during family reunions and stuff, and we all are just like crying on the floor. It's so bad, it's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, just so you know, everything gets kept and everything <laughs> is going to be pulled out to be used against you, so good luck. Um, so I took over as the director for Northern Colorado Writers in 2019, which as you know, was right before the world all went crazy. So uh, I'm kind of the pandemic director of this <laughs> organization. And I feel like we kind of have just spent the last almost four years trying to figure out what the world looks like and what we all need and what we all want. Um, as a writer, I write crime fiction, suspense, thrillery stuff with uh, focus on real life social issues. And so I am working here, doing all this stuff here. And then in, when I go home, I write pretty dark, serious stuff with this idea that fiction writers can really make a lot of change in the world. So that's my, that's my mantra. And it's on to you, Carrie. Mm -hmm. All right. I am Carrie Flanagan. So excited to be here. Um, my writing journey started in elementary school, but different way, <laughs> because I never wanted to be a writer. My path was always teaching, so when I was younger, I wanted to be an elementary school teacher, and that's what I did. So it was while I was teaching elementary school that I became interested in writing, because I had a book idea, as we, you know, those book ideas hit you, and Cornelius Comma Saves the Day, it needed to get out there in the world. So I started investigating what would it take to get this book published, and that was 25 plus years ago. Along the previous century, uh, I looked into that, and I, I researched what it would take, and then I came across somebody who recommended that I join a critique group. And I have to say, that's what started me down this path. So down the path of teacher, elementary school teacher, and then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, this other path showed up. And because of that critique group, I got the support, the encouragement uh, that I needed to continue. Now Cornelius Comma Saves the Day ended up self-publishing, which was great, but I also learned about magazine writing, and that's how I started. Um, I was freelancing, I learned how to write for magazines by going to conferences and classes and went down that path. Eventually I resigned from teaching to pursue writing full time. And it was while uh, I was in this early part of my writing journey, anytime I wanted to learn something, go to a class, I always had to drive to Denver or Boulder. <laughs> and I got tired of that. So I had two choices. I could sit and complain about it, <laughs> or I could do something, and that's how I started Northern Colorado Writers, because I wanted a community close by that I didn't have to drive an hour to. And I am so grateful that Amy has continued it and that it continues to thrive in this community, so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> wow, I was going to say, I would, have, I would have complained and then done the whole starting the thing, but not <laughs> one or the other. Just. <laughs> um, so anyway, my writing is continued. I write sci-fi and fantasy with a co-author. I also have a romantic comedy coming out in August with another wonderful co-author, Sarah, who is here somewhere, as is, <laughs> oh sorry, that was loud, as is our publisher, 
Bernadette of Five Prince Publishing. Woo. So, I, you know, I have a total of about 20 books out there in lots of different genres, but I can't say enough about community because without community and meeting people along the way, I would not be here because there's always those moments where you come across somebody and you have that opportunity to connect and please take those opportunities. All right, I'll stop there. I guess that's all. <laughs> Perfect. Um, that's why we invited you to come today, you and Amy both, because we wanted to talk about writing community and uh, why it's so important and, and what we can do to be part of it. Um, and so maybe just that's the first question for you guys. Why is community important for writers? It's, it's a very solitary thing, right? You write by yourself on paper or, or computer. Theoretically, you could do it without ever speaking to another human. Um, so why, why is community important? I think it's because you want someone else to read what you've written eventually. <laughs> and so while the writing part may be solitary, if you ever want to get out there in the world, and it doesn't have to necessarily be to publish or to publish down a certain particular path, one way or the other, you're going to have to let somebody actually read what you've written. And yes, we can all turn to family members and spouses and people like that to take a look at what we've written, but someday, it's nice to have an unbiased opinion. And so writing community becomes the place where we meet other writers and we get the kind of feedback that we need in order to improve and to you know, hone our craft, to uh, make adjustments when needed, to get a reality dose sometimes about what it is that we're trying to do or what path we need to choose. Um, and then also to create this tribe around you who is going to help you celebrate every great thing and be right there with a box of tissues and some chocolate every time someone oh, yeah. says no, which happens all the time. Uh, it's that tribe that I think helps you get to the next place that you want to go to, whatever that place is. Well, and there's always something special too about people who know. Because you can talk to people who don't write about your writing and they're like, cool, you're super excited about this person who lives in your head. Um, because you're putting it down on paper, I don't need to call the psychiatrist, but like, um, yeah, and so sometimes just like people don't get it, like they don't understand, like, no, no, but see, but see, I'm doing this very mean thing to them because it's going to make them grow, and it's great, and, and no one else. And I'm not a psychopath, and, I promise. Yeah, and everyone else is like, you are deranged, and so, and so to be able to talk to somebody who knows how, like, precious your characters are to you, and if you have to kill a darling, whether it's a scene or a line, sometimes that hurts and people are like, it's just words on a page. Why, why are you freaking out? And so just to have someone who gets it too is really important, I feel. Um, it made me think of, and you had asked, why did I start NCW? Besides the fact that I didn't want to drive <laughs> to Denver. Um, I was also passionate about supporting writers and to create an organization with the sole purpose of supporting and encouraging writers wherever they're at, whether that's they've published 10 books or they're just thinking about writing. I wanted to build that community so that people have each other to lean on, but also to have those resources. Um, there's always somebody who is further along the path than you are. And I, th I believe it's part of our responsibility as writers is to help those others that are on there doesn't matter where we're at because we can oh we can always learn more regardless where we're at but we can also share what we have found along the way with others and that can be so very helpful well and that's really important because as you know especially these days when the internet is just so jam-packed full of information 
there's so much information that trying to figure out which is pertinent to you and what is most important to follow and everybody will tell you something different. And you know, what I always say is a lot of that depends on you as an author and what you're trying to do and what your resources are and all of that stuff, but it's still a lot of information to have to kind of wade through. So having a community and having other people who are willing to tell you the stories, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, all of the things that they've done where they were like, that was the stupidest thing I ever spent money on, which happens, but it's nice to say that out loud so that someone else maybe doesn't have to do that. Um, you know, or you find out that something, one thing is more effective than something else and are able to share that. It's that kind of firsthand information and those kinds of sort of anecdotal pieces of evidence about all of the tools and things that we might need to use in our writing careers that come from writing communities and come from conferences like this and come from classes and just being around other people who have been through the same thing. Well, I think it's super important to get multiple opinions. I was just this morning on the writing subreddit and um, they were having this huge debate on someone got the advice that said is dead and someone else was saying that's terrible advice and um, we're not going to go into all of that. But like, just you have like, you, you can't just take one person saying you need to do this thing in your writing as gospel. You need to go and ask a lot of different people because for one thing, they could just be wrong, but it could also just be wrong for you and you need to find out other options. Like I never thought, uh, I just assumed that creative writing was done as discovery writing. I didn't, it never occurred to me that you could plan or plot out ahead of time. And the first time I tried NaNoWriMo with a plot, it was like 10 times easier than when I was discovery writing. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm a planner. Like, and if I had just kept going with that, well, everyone discovery writes, that's the only way to write fiction. I would never have won NaNoWriMo, so. Yeah. Um, in this industry, I think there are a lot of people who will sit up in stages like this and will say, there's one right way to do everything. You know, if you do it this way, you will be successful. And that's just not the way it works. Uh, this is a very, you know, constantly evolving industry. And especially with so many options for self-publishing and hybrid publishing, there's just a lot that you can do and a lot of choices and a lot of paths that you can take. So if anybody stands on one of these <laughs> stages and says you can't be successful unless fill in the blank, you know, I, I think at this point that's a good reason to kind of put, put that little piece of advice aside <laughs> and consider everything else that you're hearing because there just are so many things that you can do. Well, okay, so we've talked a lot about why they're important. Um, how do you find your writing community? I mean, one is kind of obvious to all of you guys sitting here in this room right now, <laughs> um, but what other things have you guys done to, to find writing community? Google, for sure. Like <laughs> I was in, say, the Googles. <laughs> in, in the days of the internet, it's really nice to be able to just type in local writing community and type in your area. And so for like Colorado, Oklahoma, I know there's, we got people from Florida, we've got people from everywhere here today. And so just kind of type in writing community and your state, your city and see what pops up is a great way to start. Well, and a great thing, uh, terrible things about the pandemic aside, one of the great things is now there are so many virtual options and that's why like yes. Writing Heights, we have the virtual thing. I am wearing this hoodie. This is my Shut Up and Write hoodie. Um, Shut Up and Write is a, is a or organization that gets people together to, to just get writing done. It's not like 
critique with each other. It's just sit here for an hour and shut up and write or longer. Some people do it. Alan over there does it for hours at a time. He has a lot more stamina than I do. <laughs> um, but, uh, and yeah, and those, there are a billion of them virtual options. I have a friend who lives in Colorado, but is a night owl and she goes to the Europe ones that are at 2 a.m. our time. It, it works for her, so. So the Google. Yeah. Um, <laughs> partially also because sometimes you're not actually looking for a larger community, but you're searching for something specific. Like I found Northern Colorado writers by doing some searches and coming across Carrie's magazine writing classes. That was actually the first step in. I thought I was going to maybe try and do some magazine writing when I first moved to Colorado. I found her class. I signed up for it. I took it. And that's how I learned about this organization, which I joined. And it became it became the center part of my writing career. Um, it was at a conference here at this hotel that I met my very first writing group, many of whom are here in the room. I love you guys. <laughs> And, you know, we have gone through a lot of things together. We've all moved into really feeling our own uh, power and confidence in the genres that we're writing. And as a result of that, we've moved into different critique groups and in different directions. But some of those really fundamental foundational relationships are the things that give you the confidence and give you the strength to make it through the adversity and the rejection and all of the things that you might might encounter as you're moving in this arena. And that actually happens a lot, I think, at conferences and at gatherings for writers because we are we are going through the same stuff. And um, you know, there's always somebody out there who's quirky like you <laughs> in that special quirky way. For me, you know, I like the quirky, murdery kinds of people, but other people like other kinds of quirks. And you always find those people at writing conventions and writing conferences and groups. And never underestimate either your local library or your local mm -hmm. game stores um, or places Book where stores. writers, bookstores as well, places where, where do you hang out <laughs> as a writer? Like coffee shops, there's probably someone else working on a manuscript there too. I mean, that does mean you gotta get up and talk, talk to, to them. someone, which is terrible. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you're brave, you can maybe make a friend. <laughs> And I want to piggyback on that, and it's that being brave. So what Amy said is she took the initiative to sign up for my class and then met people and then took some more initiative to then reach out to them and connect with them. So sometimes we do have to be brave. Mm -hmm. um, when I joined my critique group 25 years ago, and I'm still a part of them, part of, part of that group, um, we meet every Wednesday night. It was because I was talking to some woman about self-publishing. I was really interested in this. And she said, oh, you should join Ellen Javernick's writing group. So I, I had that information. I had the phone number. So I had to take that step and reach out to a complete stranger and said, hey, somebody said I should, re I should connect with you. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made. So sometimes you've got to just be brave. Tonight at cocktail hour, be brave. Go meet new people. Find out what they write. You're not going to connect with everyone or click with everyone, but you'll find your tribe. Within this bigger tribe, you'll find a smaller. 
community. And it's okay if you feel like you need to throw up a little bit afterwards because sure. we all go through that too. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, it, we're, we're all going to be hyperventilating and needing a few minutes to. That's why we do cocktails, and you know why we why we feel the need to find little hidey hole spaces to go to because most of us are introverts. There's a lot of introversion in the writing mm -hmm. community. Um, but this is also a really great opportunity to just meet new people and, quite frankly, to brainstorm and come up with weird things. We were having a whole conversation at dinner last night that came up with, like, at least two book ideas and who even knows what else. So, I mean, you never know when inspiration is going to hit, and that's a great thing. And I will say I am personally very bad at being brave, especially in in public, I feel like I'm just gonna be the one who, go for virtual options. You don't have to, if you don't, if you hate virtual, that's fine. But I personally, like, I love, I love Whova. I loved the first time we used it going on there, and I was able to start conversations with like 10 different people, whereas the year before when I'd gone in person, I think I talked to one person. Um, and so, you know, there are lots of different tools out there. If you don't feel like you wanna go up and talk to someone at the cocktail hour, that's okay. Actually, if you stand on the side, I'll come find you because I'm, I'm much better at finding people who are standing alone at the side than <laughs> joining a pre-existing conversation. But anyway, uh, talk to us online, do, do Zoom. I like, Zoom is so much less stressful for me. I know it's more stressful for some people, but there, there are different ways to be brave. That's my and message. That is in a true. big conference or bigger one like this, um, those of you who have been here before, you kind of know other people and you'll get together and like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. You have your little group. If you see somebody standing off to the side, please invite them into your conversation because it's super hard to see a group of people who know each other and to be that brave, I'm not even that brave, to walk up and just kind of smush into that. <laughs> so yeah, be conscious of that. Invite people into your circle. I like to smush in. If you're, having, <laughs> if you're having what looks like a completely private conversation, I may walk right up to you <laughs> and just pretend like I'm having it with you. So awesome. um, be forewarned. That's a thing. That's I, I, want to, I need to channel Amy. That's yeah, it. I was going to say maybe yeah. or maybe it's just really obnoxious, but it's okay. I own it. So. Or, or it could be less about being brave and more just about being socially blind. I know there's a couple of cues that I've missed that I'm just like, oh, oh, I, oh. And now I go to my hotel room afterwards and I'm like, hopefully they thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing, you know, in terms of being in person is always great. You know, it'll be every, I promise you, if this is your first time at the conference tomorrow at about six o'clock, you're going to be like, I can't fit any more I'm information dead. into my brain. Somebody please just drag me home. It's going to be fine. And, and we all feel like that too. I mean, that is a normal I thing. We like are that. jamming information at you at left, right, and center. You're meeting all kinds of people and it's just the way it's the nature of the beast. Like but then later, hmm. yeah, for sure. But then later, you know, we have uh, we've actually introduced in the last six months just this online community that we're really trying to get people to be involved in. So, so social media like, but in our own private space so that we can really just talk about writery things without having to get involved with all the gross social media stuff that happens out there. And those are opportunities, you know, to after you've had a chance to take a breath and you want to get out there and just pick people's brains or celebrate an accomplishment or you know whatever it is that you need at that particular moment in your writing career to have that time to do it uh, so we really invite you and and i would say this group or any other group you know to find those places also that you have 
the in-between support and the social places where you can get to, together either online or in person and just continue to bond and continue to help each other grow in your writing. Well, and I think that leads us nicely into our next question, which is how do you sustain a writing community? Like what, what can writers do to help writing communities grow and thrive and continue on? Okay, big, like, like in either one. I think, okay. I think either well, one. Any, well, any, any writing to, organization, okay. critique groups, how do you keep your critique well, group Well, I like the idea of looking at the big picture here, like looking <laughs> at all of you. Um, in order for an organization to keep going, it's not that there's, there is, let me back up a minute. There is so much hard work that goes on behind the scenes that you'll never know. Um, but there's a lot of work. There's a lot of people who have different needs. So Amy and her crew are doing everything they possibly can to offer lots of different opportunities for you. Your responsibility is to take advantage of those. Because if you don't and things start fizzling, you're not going to have a writing organization anymore to be a part of. I don't mean to bring up bad news. I'm, I mean, I'm, that's not the direct. I'm just, I'm just saying if you want something to continue, you also have to do your part to participate in whatever way you can. You know, it, it may not be, maybe you show, you come out to an online event once a month or every couple months, but do something to participate and be active as much as you can. Well, that's the other side of the coin of you get out of something what you put into it. And so, so not only will that help keep a group thriving, but it will help you get more out of it too. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. I think that's how my last couple of critique groups have dissolved, is that <laughs> it, came, it became one person yeah. who yeah. was bringing manuscripts to the group, but then no one else was mm -hmm. bringing anything. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it was, it's, you and I we were in a writing group before. <laughs> Showing up is, is half the battle um, for anything, I think. And when it comes to events and things that writing organizations like this are putting on, yes, being there, participating, signing up, telling your friends, all of those things help to kind of keep everything running and going and keep it you know, manageable for everybody involved. When it comes to critique groups and things like that, sometimes I think it's also important to pay attention when people stop showing up and mm. what that means, you know, what, what that is about. Is it that your group has outgrown each other? Is it that you know, there, is, there need to be some guidelines established or some boundaries put in place so that it's possible to be productive where everybody is contributing because the other thing about writers being all introverts is that sometimes we don't necessarily want to throw ourselves into the middle of something so <laughs> if you have a more dominant personality sometimes that's the personality that's going to take over and um, so when you're looking at things like critique groups and just writing groups in general having established what it's going to look like and what the rules are and making sure that everybody's on board in terms of what that community how it's going to function is really important in not only you know starting it but being able to sustain it over time well like it is okay if a group like just because we're talking about sustaining a group doesn't mean you have to sustain every single group if there is yeah. one that isn't working or isn't working for you you can you can leave that's especially true i think of critique groups so you can like amy said you can yeah. outgrow a critique group or or some or maybe just someone else does but like it's okay to just kind of break apart and reform or mm. just find new new people over here or, and and that's where i think 
being part of a bigger community helps because if your small group is sort of fizzling out or you need more fresh blood or whatever, then, then sorry, that sounds Always need <laughs> fresh blood. Fresh blood daily in my the, goblet, yeah. please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but you can come. That's We were doing a membership drive earlier uh, for Riding Heights this, earlier this year, and I was thinking of things that I wanted to tell people, and part of it was like, I never, I don't think I ended up actually writing this, but like, we want you to invite your friends because maybe maybe they write something completely different from you, and so you're, you're friends, but you can't be like writing friends, but maybe they're the perfect writing friend for someone else in the group. And so, you know, as we spread the, the info about writing communities, like I, I remember I had a friend from church who she was like, oh yeah, I wrote a book. And I was like, oh, awesome. Like, are you in any writing groups? She's like, what are writing groups? And um, we started a critique group. She, I introduced her to the conference and she moved somewhere else, and but she, she started her another critique group and she went to conferences there and she met friends and told them about things and so like part of it is just spreading the word and you never know who someone is a closet writer you know I think uh, while we're on critique groups that also brings us nicely to an audience question that we got submitted on Whova which is um, do we recommend things like critique groups and stuff like that do they have to be with specific genres and mm -hmm. I'm going to say no, with a caveat. Um, <laughs> I was going to say it depends. That would be my answer. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say no, it doesn't have to be genre specific. But they do, in my opinion, need to know genre tropes well enough to know if you're making a misstep. Um, just well enough to know, like, okay, maybe they don't write fantasy, but they know that rejection of the call is super important to most, like, heroes' journeys and stuff like that. Like, oh, you're missing this piece here, so. So you start sometimes as an aspiring writer when you're in the beginning stages, and this was absolutely true for me. Um, sometimes the first part of community for you as a writer will look like a whole hodgepodge of people because those are the people that you met at a writing you know, conference, those are the people that you bonded with or that you found something in common with. And maybe you all write different things. And for my original writing group that I was with, we wrote in all kinds of different genres for different audiences. We were all at different stages, but we were all pretty new to the process and new to the community. And so that was what bonded us together. And after a little while, um, you know, some years working together, then it started, you know, I started getting good enough and other people started getting good enough in what we were writing that we did need people in our own genres to be the, the voices or the, the ears that were hearing that because then we started being the same way that family members can be where they just think that everything that we write is brilliant. <laughs> And they will tell you, this is the best thing ever. And they'll go around and, and tell everybody else that you're, you know, my son, my daughter, my cousin, whatever, is an author. But they're not always going to tell you what's true in terms of what needs to be fixed or provide constructive feedback. And so sometimes you do have to then figure out what kind of feedback you need and then find a group that actually meets those needs. And it is good to have the cheerleader, like you want your family members to be the cheerleader types, like that is good. You just If also your family need... isn't, call me in, I will give you my family. They're really good at it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, and I would say my group has been multi-genre and without that, I would never have found magazine writing. I would have mm. been stuck in, not stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I would have focused on children's writing and that ended up, you know, that wasn't, I don't think that was the direction I was supposed to go, but I really appreciate all that I learned from the other genres. And as a reader, I do appreciate it, and at least story. I feel like if we are 
readers and we have should have that general idea yeah. of a good story. And that can be kind of a middle ground of, of is your critique group one genre? Like maybe they're not all writing in the same genre, but they at least all read the genre right. that you're writing in. That can be fine too. Mm -hmm. Like, cause that's the key. Like that's what Moran was saying, knowing the tropes and, yeah. and the expectations for the genre. So, do you want to read the next um, question? Which one did you want to go with? I think we are actually running out of time, but I was thinking for maybe one last question we could talk about is, um, since we're on the little critique group version, but so someone in Whova asked like, how important is finding a critique group if your manuscript is done? Like, are you, is it too late? I think was kind of the tone of the question. Um, I'll just say, no, it is not too late. Um, what do you think? What stage of writing should or can you be in for finding a critique group? I think you can always have a critique group, but then once your manuscript is finished, you may also have to move on to different kinds of feedback. So mm -hmm. at that point, it may be that you have a critique group that is trading chapters and y'all are moving at the same pace and that's great, but sometimes you do need beta readers and you need you know other people who are going to be able to take the whole story as a whole. Because um, the thing with critique groups is that you're trying to have a partnership, you're trying to work together. And so that working together sort of it maybe not implies, but involves everybody contributing and everybody giving each other equal time. And so sometimes when you're a little further along in that, you have to kind of move on and find other kinds of feedback that are more relevant to what you're doing. Yeah, well, and everyone, I think, should have beta readers, too. I like, I've heard people call, like, your critique group is like your alpha readers, and then, and then your beta readers are beta readers. Um, and it is important to have both, I think. But, but you're right, like if, you, if, you're, if you're done with your manuscript and you're ready to move on to the next thing and you're, all the critique groups are like, we do one chapter a week and you have 50 chapters and you're like, I don't want to wait a year, um, <laughs> then you might need to find a different option. I know Miranda has just critique partners, not yes. they don't, so, so they can be a lot more. Um, it can be a lot smaller too. Like yeah. a group can look just like a partnership where the two of you exchange. Mm -hmm. um, I was gonna say too, like, and just because you completed one manuscript doesn't mean you're done writing. You can still look for a critique group while you're working on that second book. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then, yeah, you can also, um, editing buddies, oh my God. If writing is hard, I feel like editing's worse. I know some <laughs> people- is so much better. <laughs> I know some people disagree, but you know, I think- Some people uh, like it. <laughs> some people like it, and then they like become editors. <laughs> But if you can find a critique group that can also be like your editing buddies, you can have a writer's group, you can have an editing group, you can have, there's, it can look like however you need it to, so. Cast the net wide mm. and you can find what you need. Yeah. Any last thoughts about community? Wrap it up? Oh, we're wrapping it up? Yeah. We're I wrapping think it so. up. We're glad you guys are here. Have a -up question for us. This yeah. is our little community today. We, yeah. we are forming this today. You are. We community. are together. We are all here for one another. And let's take this time to get to know each other, talk about what we're writing, talk about what our dreams and aspirations are. There's a lot of really wonderful talent in this room, both people who are established and people who are just working on it. And we all have great insights to share. Um, we are great at brainstorming. And when I say we, I mean we, collective yes. we. So, uh, you know, find somebody you haven't talked to and reach out to them and see what they're thinking. And let, let's really build on this idea of community while we're here this weekend. And can I? So okay. two final thoughts. Um, one being 
always keep in mind you are in control of your destiny. If you dream of being traditionally published, then you go all in and you figure out a way to make that happen. If you want to go self-published, go all in and make it happen. But don't get discouraged if someone says no, that there are always other ways to get your book out there in the hands of readers. And then finally, just be brave. Talk to each other. I love it. That's a great ending note. There, that is. We usually ask a question for our listeners. Are we going to do that? Yes. It's fairly it's, simple for our listeners. Where is your writing community located? Yeah. Let us know at our social links. Maybe we can all join each other's. That'd be great. Stay sharp, my friends. That's our closing line. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Writing Forge, a Writing Heights podcast brought to you by Nagano Press. To learn more about The Writing Forge, check out our social links in the episode description. Subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. For more informational writing content, be sure to become a Writing Heights member.